All right, Survivor Pool participants, you are in the right place. If you survived week nine and all the chaos that it was, you are now here in week 10, closer to winning all the money in your Survivor Pool. Don't go to these other YouTube channels or ESPN or CBS. You stick right here. You're going to get all you need to know about the game theory and the edge you need to win your Survivor Pool. All right, guys, we are scratching and surviving here in week 10. Most of you have been with me all along and you've followed some of the advice. Now, I don't make the picks for you guys. I just give you some of the different um, scenarios that may be pertinent to your particular pool and the rules in them. Uh, we try to talk on a macro level, but I want to try to address as we go along on these videos, try to address the more popular situations people may find themselves in. Of course, I love for you guys to comment and we've been getting more and more comments each and every week. I appreciate it. It makes me smarter. It keeps me on top of it. I'm in several pools myself. So getting to go over it, looking at it from other people's perspectives, it gives me an opportunity to be even sharper with my picks. So I love the comments. I love hearing the pools that you guys are in. And guys, if you won your pool last week, you need to comment about that as well. Some of you may have won your pools. I know I've talked about my brother being in a pool. It started with a small amount of people, 24 people. Those are winnable. Those are nice pools to get in because they are winnable as opposed to these pools with 10,000 people. But that 24-person pool, if Pittsburgh would have lost on Monday night, he would have won that pool. But as it stands now, he's down to two people, he being one of them. So he now has 50% of the pot equity in that in that pot what i mean by that is if you started with 10 people in a pool and you entered it for ten dollars there's a hundred dollars in the pot if you're now down to two people you are each worth 50 bucks of equity in that pool now it may change based on if you took a lot of very weak teams that happen to survive all the way to this point and you've got all the strong teams left you may be more valuable than he is and it's hard to quantify that but if I was buying your entry, I may have to pay a little bit more money than $50 if you have really good teams left. Conversely, if you've taken all the good teams, you've taken Dallas and you've taken Arizona and you've taken Buffalo and you've, you've taken all the good teams that are left, then I may pay a little bit less. But all things being equal, if you're down to two people, your equity is basically half the pot right now. So congratulations to those of you who are in similar situations. I'm in one right now where there's 61 entries left. I have two of them and we started with 1500 entries. I had about, I had 24 of those entries to start with. I'm in with uh, my brother and one of my best friends. We are partners in that one. It is a big one, $37,000, and uh, two of 61, you really can't ask for better than that considering where we started. Now you start playing the game a little bit differently. That particular pool was double picks week three, week four, and week five, that's why we've gotten down to so few people um, left. So let's just talk about what happened here a little bit in week nine. I mentioned to you guys about wanting to, hopefully, if you could save Pittsburgh for this week, we're going to get into it. Um, that would be advantageous because Pittsburgh, a lot of the other teams that are left, you're not going to be able to take. Um, we did speak about the Colts. If you were in a small pool, and this is what my brother wound up doing, 
If you're in a small pool with not a lot of people left, I really want you to look, you really need to be looking at all times of what other people can pick. It's much easier when you're in a small pool. We looked at it, there were six people left in his pool and only one of them outside of him could take the Colts. Now, why that person did not take the Colts is beyond me, um, considering the other teams he had left to pick. He couldn't take Buffalo. Um, he couldn't take a, a, a couple of the other teams. The Colts were the obvious choice to take there. And when my brother put in the Colts pick, I said, well, you're really hoping he does not take the Colts. You want to be the only one on the Colts. And you're hoping, I think there were four of them could take Dallas. And you're hoping at that point that at least three of them take Dallas and someone else is going to take another, another uh, team. But you want as many people on the same team as possible because you don't care about that team winning. It's the leverage, the extra leverage that you're going to get when that team loses. Sure enough, Dallas loses that game, knocks out a few people. And I forget who the other team was that um, someone took. They also got knocked out and Pittsburgh very nearly got knocked out. So when you're in that situation, the Colts were the only play. I've mentioned this before. There are smart plays, um, but there are there could be multiple smart plays to, to take. I was in DraftKings pool. Really, my my entry, my my uh, options there last week were the Saints or Baltimore, and it really was a coin flip. The line was about the same. I didn't love the Saints, uh, but I didn't really love Baltimore either. I think Minnesota is a little bit of a uh, a little underrated. They played a lot of the top teams in the league, and they've just lost by a small margin on all of them. Losing, of course, last week in overtime. I made the wrong choice there. Picked the Saints. There was a little bit more future value in Baltimore, and that's what kind of swayed me over to the Saints. But so there are situations where I there's multiple picks are acceptable, but there's some situations where the pick is totally unacceptable. You made the wrong choice. In his situation, uh, if you had the Colts left in a six-person pool where six people were left and you were one of two people who had the Colts, you absolutely had to take the Colts last week. It made no made no sense. He didn't have Buffalo. If you had Buffalo, totally would have made sense to play Buffalo. It would have been a similar situation. Of course, you would have lost, but not every pick that you make, even if you make the right choice, is always going to win. That's what makes these pools very difficult. It's like in poker, we get all the chips in the middle and our opponent only has one out and they hit that out. So they, they have a 2% chance of winning and they do it. Doesn't mean we made the wrong play, right? All right, let's dump, let's dive into Survivor Grid as I like to do. And let's take a look at it. What we're looking at for this week. <clears throat> Buffalo, only being taken 5.6% of the time. And they're the biggest favorite on the board. Why is that? Well, most people have taken Buffalo in their pools. Most of you listening to this right now are saying, well, I can't take Buffalo. Now, do you take Buffalo if you can? Depends on the size of the pool for sure. Small pool, if you somehow still have Buffalo left and you're down to a handful, 10 people, 20 people, double check how many people have Buffalo left. It's probably not very many. So in that instance, you are almost, you have to take Buffalo in this situation because if we get a week like we did last week and I know Buffalo contributed to that week last week in their loss but if you get a week like last week where maybe Indianapolis loses or Arizona loses you may be the only one sitting on Buffalo so high leverage situation if you have Buffalo left I don't really care much about the future 
if it's a small pool and you have Buffalo left. Now, for those of you in a larger pool who may have Buffalo left, let's just take a look at what the rest of the schedule looks like. They get Indianapolis at home next week. Not a gimme game, but let's see where it ranks here on the list of games. Tennessee, Houston is going to be a very popular pick. I am sure most of you listening to this, almost all of you listening to this, probably have Tennessee left, and you probably... Uh, there's a good chance you have Cleveland. I've taken some Clevelands. There's a good chance you may have Cleveland. Cleveland plays Detroit at home. So if you have Tennessee and or Cleveland, Buffalo, probably not going to be an option for you next week. We've also got Baltimore. You may have taken Baltimore. They're at Chicago. Not a game I particularly love, uh, but in all likelihood, you've got either Tennessee, Cleveland, or both to take next week. So those options are going to be there for you. I wouldn't worry about saving Buffalo for next week. Now, week 12, this is the week We've talked about for a while. This is going to be a absolute killer of a week. Dallas so far looking like the best option. You've got Tampa on the road at the Colts. Baltimore's home for Cleveland. And Buffalo's at New Orleans. You can't be in love with any of these games. In all likelihood, most of you getting to week 12 are going to be picking a game that's a field goal, a four-point spread game, something like that. Now, we talked about saving Dallas for week 12, and I did that with a lot of my entries. It wound up doubly benefiting because Dallas gets blown out last week. Anyone who took Dallas last week in a larger pool, I didn't like that play at all because I wanted to save him here for week 12. Um, I didn't like Dallas much in smaller pools because, you know, depending on what you had left, I think there were better options because most people were going to be on Dallas in smaller pools and you were going to have better options. So really Dallas last week, not the greatest of plays. This week we'll go over what we think about Dallas. All right, but in week 12, they're going to be the the, uh, the main play for those who have Dallas left. Let's just look at Buffalo in the future. We've got other teams. Now, a lot of you have taken the Rams, the Bucks. By the time we get to week 13, um, a lot of people are probably going to have had taken the Bucks and Arizona. Indianapolis, we've been taking them quite a bit. Kansas City is a team that some people still have left. And then Buffalo is going to be an option. And then Minnesota, another team that some people have taken. Um will be an option at Detroit. You've got Vegas at Washington. We're going to have options in week 13. So just looking at it from here, I'm not terribly concerned with the future. I know the future value of Buffalo is very high, but certainly small pool. I'm firing at it because this could be the this could be a week I take it down if I do have Buffalo. Now, Indianapolis, second best option on the board this week. A lot of you have taken Indianapolis. A lot of you took Indianapolis to get to this point, you took them last week and survived. Those who did not take them last week are probably saving them for this week. So if you have Indianapolis, I would go ahead and fire at Indianapolis this week for the same reasons with Buffalo. Again, look over your pool. But there's a good chance a lot of people took Indianapolis last week. That's why you're seeing 10%, 5%, and 10% on the top two teams. It's not high. You're getting high leverage here taking uh, Indianapolis over Jacksonville. Now, the next time you're going to want to probably take Indianapolis again is that week 13. But as we said, there's going to be some other options in week 13. Certainly in a small pool, I am not looking at week 13. I'm going to try and take this thing down before week 13. I'm not going out taking a weak team here when we've got a lot of options in week 10. I want to take a weak team. Let me talk about that for a second. Um, we want to take we never want to take weak teams. And by weak teams, I mean teams that are favored by three, four points. 
unless we absolutely have to. And when you look at these and you're looking at Survivor Grid, you're looking at weeks like last week where the fifth best team was going to be a touchdown favorite. Sixth best team. This week, something similar. We, we've got teams that are the fifth, sixth, seventh best team that are better than the second and third option in week 12. So I'm going to take some weaker teams relative to the field in the weeks where there are a lot of teams that have a 6.7 point spread as opposed to being forced to take them in the future. What that means is you're saving Dallas to at least have them as a 5.6 point favorite against Vegas, which may be the biggest line of that week in week 12, as opposed to taking the, the fourth or fifth choice uh, that week, which is going to be a three-point favorite. I'd rather take the fourth or fifth choice in a week like last week or this week that's going to be a touchdown favorite. So keep that in mind when you're doing this. Um, and that's why I dropped down. I lost one entry with Vegas last week in the big, big entry. I'm in one with the that I started with 64 entries with 6,400 people. We're down to 271 people and I've got six entries left. Now I threw one Vegas in there. It was double entries. I wouldn't do this on a single entry. It was double picks last week. You had to make double picks. And I tried to sneak one uh, Vegas in there to uh, get by because, you know, yes, in that type of a pool, I need to take some more risk because now double picks in week 12 is going to be nearly impossible. By the way, if you want to figure out uh, in a double pick, or you're looking at this week and next week, you want to figure out what the probability is that your picks advance or that um, you win this week and next week. You just take the probabilities and multiply them by each other, and that's the probability that you will advance. So if I have a team that's 80% chance to win, and I pair them up with a team that has a 70% chance to win, I'm just going to multiply that 80% times the 70%. I have a 56% chance to win. Now, people look at it like 80% chance to win. Let's look at the survivor grid here. So you'll see Buffalo, 85% chance. Indianapolis has a just about an 80% chance. So let's just say Indianapolis and Arizona this week, both about 80% chance to win, okay? That gives me 64% chance of... If I took those two teams, if I took Indianapolis and Arizona together in a double entry pick, or I had to make two uh, double pick week, I have a 64% chance of surviving. That's the same probability that the Rams beat the 49ers. So just want to give you some perspective on that. And this is a week where, just like last week, where we had a lot of big favorites. When you start looking ahead, you look at week 12. Let's just do a comparison. Six and a half points. Let's say uh, in week 12 that Dallas indeed is a, a six and a half point favorite and Indy, uh, Tampa at Indy is four points. What, what would be a comparable? Do we have something about six and a half? Well, we don't really have six and a half, but six and a half is going to be about 70% and four points going to be about 60, let's call it 65%, right? So we do the numbers quick in my head, 42, 42. We're, basically, let's say it's 45% chance of surviving in a double entry and that's taking the two best teams on the board i'm basically worse than a coin flip here taking vegas uh or taking the six and a half point dallas against uh vegas and tampa against indianapolis in that situation so that's why these pools extremely difficult once you get these double picks it gets even 
more difficult. And when you're, you could use that same thing when you're looking out in advance. If you say, well, I've got Jacksonville or I've got Indianapolis against Jacksonville this week, that's 80%. And now I'm looking at next week, I've got Tennessee is going to be about 80%. All right, you're a 64% chance of surviving. I like the odds better than 50-50, but certainly uh, you certainly could lose. That's like saying a you're a, a, a minus 160 favorite in uh, in a baseball game. I mean, that can certainly lose at any any given time. And uh, by the way, if you want to learn a lot of this stuff, guys, we've got something called the, there's the Sharp app and Sharp app sponsors this. I am one of the founders of the Sharp app. We've got something called the Sharp Academy. If you're interested at all in sports betting, there's some great videos in there just from the beginning level of sports betting all the way up to some more advanced uh, videos and techniques to learn how to become a sports better. Just download the Sharp app. It's free. Look for Sharp Academy. Check out some of those videos. This show, of course, is in there. And we've got other shows in uh, in the Sharp app as well that you may be interested in. So check that out. We get free bets, articles every day. Uh, I think it's a lot of value. So check it out. If you think this show is value, I think those are value as well. So let's just get back to Survivor Grid gone over Indianapolis we see where they're at here this this week I think if you have them if you're in a small pool and you have the choice um, you likely don't have Buffalo and Indianapolis so if you just have Indianapolis available I'm firing Indianapolis this week Tampa much different situation now you probably have Tampa left but we've got so many good opportunities here to take Tampa in the future like next week the Giants. Now, next week, I probably still want to save Tampa. We'll talk about it, of course, next week because I've got Tennessee and I've got Cleveland. And Cleveland's really the one that you want to take. So, again, you're going to have to look at the line, who you have available here this week. But Tampa, a ton of future value, a ton of future value. So I'm going to pass on Tampa. I don't really want to get, have too much Tampa here. Carolina, I'm sorry, Arizona against Carolina. You're seeing only 7.5% of people taking Arizona. Why is that? Again, they've got future value and you've likely taken them before. Now, look at your pool. You, If you've taken Buffalo, you've taken Indianapolis, it's a small pool. Nobody could take Arizona, let's say, in your pool. Well, then I'm going to seriously have to look at Arizona and forego a lot of the future value. Same theory here that we're looking at with Buffalo and Indianapolis. Um, I mean, even possibly with Tampa, although I would hope that you have a better option than Tampa. But if you don't, you'd have to consider it, right? These are all tailored towards where, how you've gotten here and what's left in your pool and what your opponents have. It's hard to do these videos and gear them towards everybody. But let's, let's look at the future here for Arizona. They get Carolina this week, big favorite, double digits. Their next big opportunity is going to be week 13. Again, that's a week where we do have some other uh, opportunities, although a lot of these teams you may have taken Already, So you're going to have to be really, uh, this is going to be pool specific and your entry specific as to whether or not you're taking Carolina in a big pool. Again, it's going to, it's going to really depend on what other entries you have left. Dallas, you get Atlanta this week, but as we've stated, if I can hold Dallas for Vegas, I'm doing it in a big pool. In a small pool, you've got to make that calculation. Are you the only one with Dallas? Unlikely, right? Because most people who survived here this week probably have Dallas left because a lot of people got knocked out with Dallas last week. 
So the people who survived had to have taken Dallas earlier in the year. There were some opportunities, but look at your pool specifically. You don't want to be in a situation where there are a lot of people taking Dallas this week when you had other options where nobody was taking. And we're really hoping for the situation that we had last week in that we're hoping some of these teams that are going to be taken highly get knocked out. Now, Pittsburgh, this is the game most people will be on. It's the game I mentioned to you guys last week. I really liked, if I could, finding a route where I can save Pittsburgh for this week. Reason being, look at the rest of the schedule. Chargers, at the Chargers, right? At Cincinnati, Baltimore at home, at Minnesota, Tennessee at home, at Kansas City, Cleveland at home, at Baltimore. This is it. If you do not take Pittsburgh this week, you are not taking them in all likelihood the rest of the season. So... Depending on the pool. If I'm in a large pool here, I know we're trying to always find leverage. There is no leverage on Pittsburgh, but I've got to take a shot with Pittsburgh to advance to set myself up for the future. Right? So not every move we make, this is chess, not every move we make is necessarily to win now. Sometimes it's to win in the future. I hate doing it. I hate being on the side that everyone else is. But in this situation, you may have to make that choice. You may have to do it in a larger pool to give yourself the best chance of surviving later on. Small pool, that's going to be a different story. It's going to be really dependent on what you have. A lot of people in a smaller pool, though, are now going to have Pittsburgh. And if you have another option, this could be the chance that you want to take. Right. So you, if you're in a 10-person pool, you look it over. And six other six of the other people in that pool can take Pittsburgh. And you're the only one who can take the Colts. You might have to start looking at the Colts. Like I said, let them take Pittsburgh there. It's a choice. You know, you could take Pittsburgh and set yourself up better for the future. Or you could take the shot that Pittsburgh loses five or six people in your pool. Take them. You're on another team, whether it be Buffalo or Indianapolis. And you pick up that leverage on the field. It's going to be really dependent on on your particular pool. So of course, throw a comment in. I'll try to help as best I can and answer your particular question. But in bigger pools, I hate doing it, but I do kind of like Pittsburgh to help set us up for the future. Let's go back to the grid and see what else we have this week. You've got Baltimore at Miami. Of course, that's going to be another popular pick. If you had Baltimore last week, which was a possibility, of course, now you can't take them this week. But Baltimore, how how many other opportunities do we have? There are some at Chicago. Do you love that game in week 11? Um, not particularly, but again, we've got Tennessee and Cleveland, so we're probably not going to want Baltimore next week. Week 12, I mean, you might be forced to. Do I want to take that game? No, I'd rather take um, you know, another team if I could. Boy, week 12 is going to be tough. I hate looking at it. I'm hoping you guys win your pools before we get to week 12. Um, the pools I'm in are unlikely I'm going to win before week 12. So this is not going to be fun in week 12. But you've got to look at Baltimore for a potential week 12 pick. You know, none of the picks are locks. It's really the next two weeks are their best options. Miami this week and Chicago next week. So if you're going to take Baltimore, I say it's a similar situation. Not quite as good as Pittsburgh, but go ahead and if you're in a larger pool, especially, and you want to take that shot um, that you just want to set up 
the future. Maybe you, maybe you take Pittsburgh if you can. Save Baltimore because maybe you're going to need them in a larger pool in Week 12. Gets really confusing here, guys. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I usually bring up the spreadsheet, and I guess I'll bring it up. The spreadsheet becomes less and less valuable uh, as we go because it's just rating every team as being equal, and we all have them. But I do want to show you. This way you guys can look, and you can play the video back and just look at um, this is what really what you want to look at as far as the column for the highest number in here, the better the options. So I was just looking at this in my pool that is down to two people. There's 61 entries left, and it's not double picks. Probably want to get down to maybe like a 20 future value. I'm going to show you guys a different some different future values. Now, the less if you're new to this, the less. Uh, entries in the less the less entries in the pool that are alive the less you want to weight the future value if you're in a pool like I am the one that I've got six left and there are 271 people left and I've got double entry picks to make I, I need to be at least 50 percent in a pool like that I've got to take I still have to take some risks so in a pool like that it's telling me I've got six entries and I've got double picks I might even just put 12 in there just to give myself an idea of of the you know having to obviously make 12 picks not six um and i just want to look at this in that particular pool if i'm looking at it as a 50 percent future value you've got the best team pittsburgh we said why this is it right 163 future value they have no future value this is it for pittsburgh you're taking them now or you're not taking them indianapolis as well Pretty weak in the future value, but we did look. There are some opportunities to take them in the future, but I'm not getting off of Indianapolis. If I have Indianapolis alive here, if I could still take them, this is probably a good spot to take them. It's just hard to pass up on Pittsburgh if you have that in a large pool because of the fact that we can possibly take Indianapolis in the future. But weighting it at 50%, it's Pittsburgh, Indy, then Buffalo, with uh, Dallas and then Arizona. Now, again, this is why if we weight this 10, 10%, this changes a little bit. And of course, it's going to give us uh, something more streamlined towards what the biggest favorites are. But as you see still, because there's so much future value with Pittsburgh, even at 10%, Pittsburgh is highly rated here. They're the third high rated, highest rated team on the board. This is why you're getting 33.5% of people on Pittsburgh this week. So it's getting tougher. It's harder for me to really get across to you guys uh, where you need to be in your particular pool because each one of these are going to be different. So as always, give me your comments. I The pool each and every week or the video each and every week keeps on growing and I appreciate that. So hopefully you guys are enjoying the content. If you've got some other type of uh, content, sports betting, office pool related stuff. I play in a ton of office pools, golf pools, uh, obviously football pools, baseball pools. I play in a ton of them and there are ways, there's strategies to go about each and every pool. I love hearing about new pools, pools you guys may be um, entering or designing yourself. If you have questions on maybe making rules in your pool, I've done so many, I've been doing these since I was 16 years old, started to run uh, these type of office pools when I was in school and then college and then when I started working, I've been doing these pools forever. I love them. And uh, so, yeah, if you have questions on any other office pools, if you have some suggestions on some videos that you would like me to make, by all means, drop that down in the comments as well. Again, guys, check out the Sharp app. 
and there is a pro version to the app but most of the app is for free the pro version is going to get you some of our professional handicapper picks we've got some we've got something called the sharp report in that sharp report we have an article every day that's going to let you know where the sharp money is by sharp money we mean the sports book is we have a sports book that we have a good relationship with that lets us know who the sharpest minds the the basically their accounts that make the most money what games they bet on and then the squares which are pretty much the general public where their money is going as well we'll put up a little write up every day for the pay pro subscribers to the app and let you know where that information is so there's a lot going on at the sharp app i appreciate you guys i love all the comments look forward to hearing more from you guys this week let's survive and i will see you guys in week 11.